Welcome to OECD Podcast, where policy meets people. Danish politician Margareta Vestager has been the European Commission's antitrust chief for the past five years. During that time, she has investigated and fined a number of companies for anti-competitive actions. But it has been her handling of antitrust breaches by the tech giants that has brought the most attention. Do these superstar tech firms, with their network effects and intangible assets, fundamentally change the nature of market competition? What do we do about winner-take-all dynamics in the digital economy? I'm Clara Young. After a talk at the OECD on competition in the digital sphere, I had a chance to have a quick chat with Ms. Vestager. It's a pleasure indeed. Thank you for having me. There is a delicate balance in regulation and competition, which is to keep that balance between innovation and competition. Can you talk about that? Well, things are changing very fast uh, right now uh, because we're in a digital revolution and we're definitely not done yet. Uh, We still have uh, quantum computing to come, the full use of blockchain uh, technology, just to mention a few of the things that are still uh, in the pipeline. And then, of course, many more things that we don't know of yet. So the thing is that competition law enforcement can sort of sort out things before they are uh, mainstream. And because of that, also sometimes inform regulation so that the regulator gets it right. Take the example of the first Google case where we saw Google uh, promoting itself, its own shopping comparison service. So it's the first thing you see. And rival shopping comparison services on average to page four in your search results. This is not fair competition. And so we ended up giving Google a fine of 2.4 billion euros and the obligation to apply equal treatment between their own services and rival services. Now we also have a regulation, it's called the Platform to Business Regulation, that requires platforms to be fair and transparent with the businesses they host. And this is then sort of a broad regulation that makes sure that every platform has these obligations. Uh, And the Google case was part of the thing that showed that we need to do something broader. So in that respect, regulation and competition law enforcement works very well together. In a recent OECD report, there is evidence that competition is not as vibrant as it should be, and we're seeing that in price markups. What other effects are there from not enough competition? Well, that in itself is a very important uh, issue uh, because you have uh, member states on on small budgets, uh, of course, but you also have citizens uh, who may not have uh, a lot of money. And for them, for instance, a 5% increase in their phone subscription or increases in prices of uh, of what they shop for, for daily use, that can be an issue. So you need competition to keep prices down. The other thing is also that you need competition to... Uh, make us uh, innovative because if no one is challenging you well why bother and Europe with our sort of economic model we should stay at the absolute top of the value chain and if you want to stay there you need to be innovative you need to question everything you do and to stay there to up your game and here competition is a very important driver but a lot of tech companies made that argument that we do need to do these mergers or we need certain acquisitions to stay competitive so how do, you, how, how do you make those kinds of judgments when it's hard to determine what is going to be innovative and cutting edge, perhaps in a future time, like a year or two years from now? 
Yeah, well, this is this is why we ask a lot of questions uh, because where where antitrust, for instance, misuse of dominant position, here we look at illegal behavior in the past. When it's looking uh, at a merger to see if it will harm consumers with higher prices or less uh, innovation, less choice, uh, inferior qualities, then of course we look into the future. So we have to do quite advanced analysis based on the input we get from the market, from customers, competitors, uh, regulators, those who knows what is going on, uh, sometimes as far reaching as 10 years uh, into the future, in order to say, well, if, if things really go wrong and the merging parties, they increase their prices, they limit choice, the qualities becomes inferior, is there then someone else that the customer or the business to business consumer can turn to? And in that, of course, we have to look quite far into the future in some markets because they're not that fast. And here, maybe five, ten years is the horizon that you want to be able to look into. The um, backdrop to this conference that we're having today at the OECD on digital competition is that there is an opening up now of two quite distinct systems. We have a closed market system where we're seeing more digital surveillance and the ideal of an open market system and transparency. So there's quite a lot at stake mm -hmm. here, more than just competition. So how do you make, how does the commission function against this backdrop? Well, very much, of course, recognizing the responsibility we have uh, to see what do we need to propose in order for our democracies to form uh, our future societies and to give direction. Because it's definitely just not about the market, because the market is just a part of society. Society is much more. It's friendships, it's uh, communities, it's uh, democracy, it's so much more. So when we have been talking about this, uh, we talk about, of course, the market, the digital single market, uh, competition rules, consumer rights, consumer protection, uh, protection of copyright holders, making sure that they get remunerated. But it's also about democracy. It's about fake news. It's about how to avoid manipulation. Uh, it's the security side of things, because I think by now my colleague told me 50% of all crime will have a tech side to it, a digital side to it. Absolutely. So when it comes to crime, but also security, how to make sure that our electricity grids are safe, that our hospitals are safe, that our infrastructure is safe. You see that since we're in this uh, revolution, it's everything in the society that you have to consider. How can we use the tools we have already? And where do we have to create new tools for people to say, well, this is a society where I'm counted in as a citizen and respected as a human being? There's been so much focus on the tech giants and what how they have grown and become dominant um, in terms of market power. And now we're hearing there should be more responsibility on their part. You spoke at the end um, of your remarks about perhaps a difference in approach to companies that are like infrastructure. And you said that companies that could be considered public service in a digital world. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, well, First and, and, and foremost, we have a very fundamental principle that with power comes responsibility. And that also goes for businesses. Uh, if you become a dominant business because people really like your products, that is great. That's a success for you and for the customer. 
But with strength also, of course, comes the risk of misuse of strength. So you get the responsibility not to misuse your power, to limit competition, to make it possible for someone else to compete against you. And you see some that turn into uh, sort of de facto market regulators. They're so big that they set the rules within that market. And that will have to consider, well, under what framework should they set these rules? Because they have the power to do that. Who can be found? Who cannot be found if they depend on a platform? And next to that, there is a consideration as to what is public service in a digital world. An obvious example is how we identify ourselves. Uh, we all have a passport uh, and consider that to be, you know, a completely natural thing that we can identify ourselves in uh, the analog, the physical world. On paper. On paper. Now, why would we accept that your identity in the digital world is serviced by a private company? Why not sort of say, well, how can we make sure that this completely natural thing in the physical world is also transformed into the digital world? And I think we have to rethink what can we expect of our society to provide for us when the world becomes digital. And we are only starting that consideration. But I think it's one of the most urgent ones because otherwise there is a risk that our societal infrastructure will be overrun by a uh, business-created infrastructure that, of course, comes with a different mission. Because a business mission is not to create a society where everyone is counted in as equals. It is a business logic. It is to make a profit. And these are two very different things. Thanks very much for speaking to me, Ms. Vestiger. It was my pleasure. Thank you. I'm Clara Young. To find out more about digital competition, read the OECD's Economic Outlook 2019. Thank you for listening to OECD Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our interviews. We'll return in September with a brand new season. To listen to more of our podcasts, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and soundcloud.com slash OECD.